welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan Scrace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Well, hello, Derry. Good evening, Daniel. How are you tonight? Chipper, chipper. Got to keep optimistic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Nice, nice big smiles there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit dehydrated actually, and it's not down to this madry I'm drinking. I've just, I'm, you know, like I've, I, I don't want really to talk about this, but I need to drink more water, and I've had a low-level headache for about four days, which just, like disappears after I had like a glass of water, and then I just don't drink another one until I get another headache. So, uh, how bad is headaches, by the way? You know, when you have one, they're fuck, fuck, they're horrible stuff, headaches. I mean, that it's it's punishment for not drinking enough water. Yeah, it's, it's the most it's... basic thing ever. It is, it's, it's unforgivable, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, you're, you're, uh, if, it, if it's pressure. been going on for four days, you're actively avoiding it at that some, at that point, aren't you? You're not forgetting. Yeah. You you cannot simultaneously experience pain, know what the source of that pain is, and then not you know draw your hand off. It's a bit like holding a hot mug of tea and holding that mug because you know you're suffering and you deserve that suffering because you're a cunt. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I am all the all the above. I mean, but it's just like I'm driving in the van and I got a headache, but I don't have water. But I'm late till the next appointment, so I'll, I'll just like I'll, I'll just keep going and I'll suffer in pain. It's, it's mental. You need it's my own you fault. need to keep 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 a couple of keep a massive like you know one of those massive boxes of water that they keep and just a pipe off from it. You should just keep that in work and like dose it up. Oh, you could like dose it up with different flavors each more. You know, you'll just add. Doesn't matter how much of it you've drunk. Just add in something new. You'll have a cocktail of a weird fruity drink. I'd just be scared one of my colleagues would piss in it, like at the start of the day. Or something. <laughs> that would be funny. Take that. <laughs> Take that, boss. <laughs> oh, right. My topic, Daniel, and uh, we're yes. going to cover something that is. I, I actually had to search through our episodes. To think, you know, surely we've done this, oh. and I found we out haven't. that we we haven't actually done it. So we might as well go for it. And we actually, you went on a bit of a mini rant before we actually uh, recorded, didn't you? So may, maybe yeah. you could redo it here because we're going to talk about politics. <laughs> what the fuck? We haven't done politics. Yeah, as fucking mental. How mental is that? <laughs> Well, I mean, thinking, well, it's, it's got to be here somewhere. We've done Christmas, for fuck's <laughs> sake. We haven't done... It's, it's called The End of... What the hell is this podcast called? <laughs> We're all We're fucked. Fuck. And we haven't covered <laughs> low hanging uh, politics. Fruit, low-hanging fruit. Maybe it was just too obvious. That's maybe why we didn't. We haven't done it. But I think... Or maybe we need to protect our mental health. So let's annihilate it. <laughs> Steamroller. Steamroll yeah, it. No. All right. All right. Okay. So, so what, what are your thoughts on well, politics? Well, I'm going to brainstorm stuff I want to kind of touch upon. Uh, mm. So brainstorm is uh, like the illusion of democracy we have in this country. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which we have to obviously talk about. Um, we touched upon this, as I say, as part of your rant about like the power that politicians wield. Hmm. Who get the jobs based on 
cronyism basically so basically hi the ministers they get the job and the amount of power they have and do people fucking realize that uh and then probably another thing i want to touch upon is kind of the uh the allure that i feel the whole world is taking towards authoritarianism yeah yeah and, yeah. W- and just have to discuss like why that is and and ask probably dodgy question with authorism if you get a good d if it exists yeah. authorities might be the way so no, those are the things that i want to discuss about i want to tickle your senses with that is there anything sure, you cover? sure um so so let me just reflect back to you so you've got initially you've got democracy kind of you know or the electoral system then you've got corruption and then you've got authoritarianism those are like the three it's a nice factors. slide isn't it to yeah, yeah, yeah. Itself. <laughs> in in that order because that's that sort of, you know, democracy is how it begins, or, or the the attack, you know, the attacks on democracy go down to corruption, go down to authoritarianism. So it's a nice kind of slide into the abyss. Um, do I have anything? I mean, I think within that, there's there's sufficient meat for me to have a go at as a as a apolitical vegetarian. <laughs> almost <laughs> politically, well, not totally almost, but. Uh, Plaid have a have a certain place in my heart in in most things, and it's and it's quite easy to be a Plaid supporter living in uh, the south of England. <laughs> it is Plaid safe seat. <laughs> You're never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um. I mean, democracy is. I studied government and politics AS levels, and I remember at that point learning about the different electoral. Uh, systems the different you know the different ways that election the main ways that elections could be run and the countries where these were possible and you know kind of realizing at the tender age of 16 17 that it was fucked and being feeling quite angry and disempowered and then as i've like you know well, you, re- you oh, even realized then what what, yeah. what 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 made you realize then what were your thoughts well, being this taught we're being taught it, like I mean, what my, about democracy itself? And all? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my, okay. my my teacher was, you know, he didn't labour any political points. He didn't kind of, you know, he didn't say, "Oh, this is, you know, how you should think about things." But the material was so obvious, you know, it was like these, you know, this is the proportional vote system. This is the alternate vote. This is, I think, it was like alternate vote plus or proportional vote plus. Can't I can't remember the kind of inner machinations of each one, but essentially the slight you know the the different origami versions of each other yeah with with the ultimate aim that the vote is reflective of people's views yeah. um which obviously in a first past the post system is the, the major issue is that it isn't at all and and that's that's the real problem um but it's it's just it's you can kind of sympathize with the the views of people who say well why why vote you know what why do we have such low voter turnout well a lot of the time their vote on the face of it doesn't matter but you know that's the flip side of they should really should get on but i mean this this is less than a month ago until the local election so it is uh, but what's interesting is like the the parties obviously in the uk the illusion of democracy comes into the two the first past the polls doesn't it it's always really going to be the two-party system more than i think i'm right saying is it Australia is it? No, I think it's New Zealand where they've got like proportional representation mm. there. 
so the argument I'm guessing for political representation in New Zealand, you very rarely, if ever, have like a full dominating party. Mm. So, and then the argument the first past the post, well, well, if they qualify, uh, sorry, if they get, you know, a majority, then they can get their policies through. But what's mental to me is like, party system, how, mu- how much those parties move within the spectrum of uh, of politics, basically. Because we're going into this new election now where Keir Starmer has shifted Labour right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And a shift to Labour right, uh, you know, centre, basically. And then, obviously, uh, Conservative Party has gone to the right. Apparently, there was a poll recently about Conservative Party members, and they actually outwardly support the people in the right wing of the party, like Suella Braverman, um, Amy Badenoch, uh, you know, yeah, those yeah. kind of people. Uh, Steve Baker and all them and so basically what that means the left wing <laughs> you have no hope at all of getting a government yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you're yeah, being yeah. honest so where is the democracy in that That that's kind of where I'm getting to because I, I, even though I, I understand the idea is I suppose that those political parties are moving with uh, so called like what those you said like what the people want to be reflective is at the end of the day that's what they're going to do they're going to fucking shift the party whenever they want to go to get the most votes yeah the idea is because when you do that you're going to make so many people polit- uh, politically homeless and like you said not going to vote and people are going to be like why, why are these people not because they have literally no nobody to vote for and technically for the first past the post yeah it is a wasted vote like if you go for like you know a really tiny left-wing party if that's what your political views are I'm not saying that that's mine of course do you know what i mean and and, and, and i'm going to push it further i'm going to push it yeah. further here by looking at wales we have since day one not voted a majority conservative since basically the, the invention Ever. of beans since yeah, the invention yeah, yeah. of beans and we could continue to do that, and we could continue to hypothetically vote all of our MPs Plaid Cymru, all of our MPs Labour. But if the Conservatives, if the Conservatives or another party has the majority, then every single thing that Wales wants can be voted against in Westminster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in sort of, now, then, if that is not, that could be an argument against the system not being correct, even if Wales were totally aligned. With the politics of England. Now yeah, then, yeah. because we know that there aren't, of course, not in all uh, constituencies, of course, fucking hell, I unfortunately live in one with a Tory MP. That might hopefully change. But um, I, I just find that, again, the illusion of democracy that we have is just being, having the vote is really important, but fuck me, is it hard to, hard to actually you, make any real change? Of, have you heard of the retained EU law bill? No, but I'm going to love this, aren't I? Yeah. You can tell by the smirk on your face that this is going to kill Dewey. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, I'm not going to explain this particularly well, but essentially, uh, retained EU law bill, I, I don't know for a fact whether it's come in or not, or whether it's going to come in. I think it's still making its way through the Houses of Parliament. But essentially, the plan is, um, on December the 31st this year, all EU law, if it hasn't already been um, retained by UK ministers, they've decided, right, this bit of EU law we're going to keep, it's going to become, it's going to go in the shredder, essentially. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And because it, what but, they did on Brexit Day was adopt all the EU laws, didn't they? and they, they were going to just like get rid of the individual ones that they wanted. Yeah, exactly. So now exactly. they're going to obliterate everyone, including like the working time directive and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this not like, in the fucking news, Dan? <laughs> where, where have you had this fucking link me right now? This is this is this is I, I, this is hilarious because it's like I I know about it I, I'm not saying I know about it particularly well but I'm one of my volunteer things is um, for the Wales Working Party and I helped organise an event about a week ago where a professor from Swansea Uni and a barrister um, from I don't know where he lives but basically barrister is expert in environmental law did a presentation on on this particular look bill and how it's going to affect Wales in particular, because one of the big things about it is that the power to amend these laws or the power to choose kind of what laws come in or, you know, how we might change them post-December is in the hands of UK ministers. Of course. It's not in the hands of Welsh ministers. Of course. So laws that are going to affect Wales disproportionately Welsh ministers can't go, nah, we don't want that one. Of course, or, yeah. And it's and like... The whole mental thing of this, though, of the Brexit thing, is taking back control. Yeah. If, if we argue it from Wales to Westminster, they'll just shut up, little boy. Yeah. Which is yeah, exactly yeah. the same, but on a smaller scale. But it's not even, it's not even Westminster. It's like the, the UK government are taking back control from any sense of accountability yes. because it's down to the individual government ministers as to how they want to change this and it's like it's fucking terrifying it's, it's really terrifying. really scary it's, it's, it's terrifying it's, there's no it's it's really funny one of the questions i asked um at the event was like is there any cause for optimism and and basically <laughs> the answer was no <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah what a great question that was did you stick your hand up do you have any cause for optimism did you yeah, 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 of course, uh, course. <laughs> That could be a question in any Q&A ever, couldn't it? I love if you popped it's up on question time. <laughs> Hello, yes, you over there. Is there any cause for optimism? And all the panel members just looking at each other and saying, no, nah, really. Well, Jesus, if you're on question time, you'd have, you'd, they'd be falling over each other to say, yes, well, we are now stronger and, and more productive, <laughs> and we believe in strong trade links with many nations across the globe. <laughs> yeah, it's, they it's, celebrated that we signed this this trade deal, didn't we, with, like, yeah, yeah, fucking with Thailand or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, like, celebrating that as in, what about France and Germany? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, like, and, and at the same time, we're trying to pretend that, you know, we're protecting the planet and we're dealing with this environmental crisis and we're just, like, Jesus fucking Christ. To go off on, on a caveat of not what I wanted, well, not was one of the first things I wanted to talk about, but it's really pertinent here is mm. uh, the free ports that they're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, Holyhead, where obviously it's down the road for me, has been announced as a free port. Yeah. And I've been pulling my hair out that, like, everyone around me here um, that I've been asking that's interested in politics said, oh, it's great news, isn't it? that we've had this free port in all the end. And then you ask them, like, why are you saying it's good news? And none of them know. Or they will say one word. Jobs. Jobs. Oh, really? Jobs. Okay. So I run a business here. 
and I will benefit zilch from this. Yeah, yeah. The all thing this is is to fucking allow massive corporations to come in here to be able to trade. And I wonder where that money is going to go. They're just going to siphon it off to probably a foreign country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. like fucking TNT from the Netherlands is going to set up here, be able to trade from Hollyhead to Ireland. And yes, they're going to get their fucking Hollyhead minions in and give them nine quid an hour with obviously no rights when that bill goes. All the foreigners are going to come in here as not, not, oh, I've got to be careful there. That's <laughs> the Reform UK. What I mean is foreign multinational corporations are going to come here. They're going to set up in Hollyhead to allow them to trade with Ireland. Yes, they're going to pay a few of the Hollyhead minions nine quid an hour. But that's that's because this place is fucking desperate. It hasn't had any investment from any government ever. Go to Hollyhead and look at the poverty. Everything's been closed down. You know, people are stuck in a root of poverty. The only way now that they think that they can get companies here to trade is by getting rid of the tariffs that Brexit introduced. And people are standing up in the news, and they're not saying any other thing. Yeah, this is great for the uh, for the for 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 Hollyhead. This is exactly what we want to bring jobs to the area. Fucking Mark Drakeford was here with Rishi Sunak, and the local AM who's played Cymru as well. We're all in a fucking room together saying this is great and trying to take fucking uh, to try to say that their lobbying got it. I was looking at it like in utter disbelief. Why do you need different relationships with trade or or anything to make anything work? That's an admission then that the rest of the country doesn't work. It's just to do this little bit here that yeah. will change the rules here. But it's not going to benefit any of us, any of the people. I said, I said, that's oh, jobs. Yeah. Fuck off. It, you know, it's it's like it's the country is the equivalent of if you're homeless and you're freezing to death you'll accept a cuddle from someone even if they only rape you because at least it's exactly, a cuddle. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Wonderfully dirty, <laughs> horrific metaphor. But it's right. I, it is. It, my plea would be, have we actually got here, Anglesey residents? Have we actually got to the fact that you they've persuaded you that making us a free port is the answer? Have yeah, you yeah. really? Have, it's a race to the bottom. Deregulation, deregulation, deregulation to allow people to create jobs to fucking take all the wealth away. Yeah. You might yeah, well yeah. let all this out, Dan, but fucking I was in Hollyhead today. The absolute state of that place, you know, pe- people where's, are. Where's people, the norm? Holly, Holly has oh, always been a baby. Yeah, it's even more grim. Like, you know, the homeless people are literally on the streets now. And you don't didn't get that in Hollyhead before. It's just the poverty, the people walking around, they're fucking, they've got no fucking teeth. It's just, it's just. It's just like Sad. it's desolation, yeah. They've they've des- all the so business rates are still there for all the shops. They can't afford it because the costs are too high. But Amazon can still operate and not pay a penny of tax. Obviously, yeah. pay people nine pound an hour to work for fucking eighteen hours a day. Fucking throw them a bit of nuts for fee. They can't go to sh- they can't go to to a fucking piss. How is a the guy there supposed to open up a shop and sell tiddlywinks supposed to compete with that? He can't. It is the race to the bottom. You know, what's what the 1970s where apparently it was so fucking bad. When there was a local business everywhere, people got their fucking money, they went there, they spent it and gave it for services and products to local people who would then go out to the local restaurants, they would go to the local pubs, they would go to the the, local clothes shop, and everybody would just share that money. It's called the fucking economy, Dan. Why is nobody saying, am I being fucking stupid? No, no, it's, it's a race to the bottom, it's, and when they get there, they think, "Oh, the, it's 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 barriers to trade. It's 
it's it's no it, we're not allowing people to work long enough <laughs> yeah it's 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 a symptom of the fact that for as long as i've been alive britain has hasn't seen itself as a part of the world it's seen itself as either harking back to empire days or fundamentally different and somehow better than many other nations and so it's like if you're if you're a european like a mainland european quite often you'll grow up learning the languages of your neighboring countries you know in in like areas of norway i'm pretty sure there's like areas of norway and sweden where they learn norwegian and they learn swedish and they just grow up knowing both because it's useful um same in you know france and switzerland and italy yeah yeah like yeah in wales in wales but it's like there isn't that sense of connection um so you know if you switch on the news you get a more globalized perspective on it if you live in in mainland europe i believe i've never lived in mainland europe in the uk you get the uk's perspective on it and because of how dominated by mass corporations our media is majority of news that people get in broadsheets or tabloids or you know channels through the skybox whatever is this is how the world is and therefore you get a very particular view of how things are and how things can be um any sense of optimism is around that idea of like jobs look the economy's doing better we're, we're able to you know this flexibility it's it's you know it's going to be better for business the reality is it's just going to fuck everyone harder in the arse but they only find out till afterwards by which time they've been gaslit into thinking it's abdul's fault and abdul then blows himself up and it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but again yeah, it's exactly. Sad. It's, sad. it's so sad. It's so sad. Wait, it's so one, sad. Of the, one of the things you've, you've neatly taken us on to uh, corruption, because I think that, you know, yeah, OK, there's there's the kind of major corruption that is sort of, you know, to me, not as blatant, because there's a level of complexity to it where you can kind of, you know, shove jobs in someone's face and they're not necessarily going to look beyond the sign. Whereas, you know, with Michelle Moan, is it is her surname Moan? M-O-N-E? Monet? Michelle? I'm not sure who she is. Oh, no. Right. She's a businesswoman. She's very popular um, with certain uh, types of gammon. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she, she basically, she, she was elected, as a, I think, put forward as a Tory peer by Johnson. And her big business was lingerie. Um, and... She basically set up a scam where she, I think it's about, I, I'm not going to put an exact estimate on it, but I think it's about 15 million that she's managed to, it's either 15 or 70. I know there's a big, there's a big gap in there, but it's it's a lot of money. And she's done it really obviously and blatantly, and they've been investigating it. And yet somehow, like, I mean, it did hit headlines. And there's There's been like Guardian covered it. It's been, you know, mainstream news and stuff, but the fact that people aren't absolutely fucking melting down and fucking, you know, just going to their local fucking conservative association and just burning it to the ground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just We're so tolerant, aren't we, in this country? Yeah, somebody comes to yeah. Abdul. Yeah. Oh, fucking tolerant like, of policies. Have you seen, have you seen, you, I haven't watched any, uh, like, I've seen pictures of, of, and, you know, occasional 
video clips of what's happening in France at the moment. But have you you have you been keeping yeah, tabs on No, no, I don't try not to keep too much tabs on the news to be honest, but I'm aware of it. It's they're they're basically they're, the French government is trying to push through this idea that they're going to extend the uh, retirement age by two years. Yeah, <laughs> I think up it to, like, to, to, to sixty four, and we're already <laughs> at sixty seven. Yeah, 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 and they're <laughs> absolutely like fucking freaking the fuck out, like fucking rage pitch battles with the police, fucking like setting shit on fire, and it's like yes yes like that's what we fucking that's the reaction that's the normal human reaction it should be like yeah and it's just and here we are with like you know just all the layers of shit of the last like 15 (laughs) years and you're just like my fucking god yeah i mean the most concerning thing it's like you said is the um the uh, blaseness of the corruption, whether it's that, whether it's obviously the stories of Boris Johnson, this fucking the BBC, you know, the, the the chairman of the BBC is clearly been found to facilitate a loan for Boris Johnson. Nothing happens. Yeah. But why is that then? Why does nothing happen? Is it literally because well, the, there is the people in politics that have got the power uh, and are stopping it, things from happening? It, is it, it the not, media portraying it as not as much of an issue? Or is it just literally we don't care as a country? It's it's the Venn diagram. It's all of those. Um, we're, we're in this kind of sweet spot of shit where we've got um, a media that is totally controlled by billionaires and politicians who are enti- entirely in bed with those with those billionaires. And then you've got like Tom, Dick and Harry in the middle going, oh, it's the fucking blacks in it. It's the fucking blacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking- That's <laughs> wonderfully done. We are in the sweet spot of shit. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. It's yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it that? Then so it's all like a perfect storm of shit. Yeah, but, yeah. And, it, yeah, yeah. And, and so and so. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, uh, that's very bleak. If we if we had, I mean, if if one of those sort of you know, it's a bit like the. Do you remember the fire triangle? Like you need a fuel, you need oxygen, and you need an ignition source. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Like if you were able to take away one of those, like things, if you're able to, like I don't know, for sake of argument, blow up the houses of parliament, or tax the billionaires <laughs> so they're no longer billionaires, or tell Tom, Dick, and Harry they're wrong, and somehow inspire them to revolution. Like, is there a way that you can sort of destabilize that that fire yeah. triangle? So it'd only take one of those almost to, yeah. I so mean, like, I know it's, we made like the fire theory. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah, just de- destabilize it or challenge it. Yeah. The lack of it is is ridiculous. I mean, I'll listen to another podcast. They're saying, you know, GB News. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is obviously spouting right wing guff. Yeah. Has somehow managed not to classify itself as a news program, even though it's in the name of the program. <laughs> And it's uh, obviously the news with Ofcom, which means I don't know how, what others, I think they've classified themselves as an entertainment program instead, which means that from Ofcom's perspective, they are not subject to the same regulations when it comes to balancing opinions. That's so clever. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) But it it shows you that the billionaires will, will always find a way. Yeah, we are fucked, aren't we? This, there, this podcast a, is accurate. <laughs> court, court case recently where um, HMRC against 
fucking I think it might have been News Corp. Um and basically um newspapers are zero rated for tax. Um and they obviously that that law was back in the seventies or eighties when broadsheets were sort of the main way that people took their news and big ass papers and now these days it's mostly digital platforms and they bet the judges basically decided in the supreme court that nope you can't have it like you can't have it both ways we're still gonna we're gonna tax your digital media just as much as we want you can't have them zero rated we're not going to classify them under the same bracket um which was kind of an an interesting uh perspective because i yeah, thought like, they got lobbied to absolute fuck Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, this is, this is part of the sort of the benefit we were saying before about kind of we've got the House of Lords and the judges and you would, you know, the, the two most unlikely superheroes. Like, if you look at, like, the Supreme Court and then just count the number of white dudes and count the number of, like, black guys or black women or fucking, you know, women generally, it's it's hilarious. It's like yeah. fucking walking into a Duloc shop and just going... I want this. None of that. I want this. <laughs> it's like it's why not representative at all, is it? Yeah, I mean, why? Why even would you do that? Like, it's it's like going into a fucking curry house and ordering chips and omelet. Like, you don't do it. You, like, you you want? I mean, fair enough. Have chips and omelet as well. Like chips and rice. You have cheesy chips, curry sauce, and chips. Like these are you know it's okay to have variety it's good it's fun it makes the world more interesting you don't have to be so fucking boring and homogenous so yeah and and you know house of lords is is very similar and yet they're the kind of protectors of our democracy they're the kind of you know as we see the rise of fascism they're the ones who are sort of holding it back you know albeit you know in only in as far as they can with the current power structures, which is yeah, and with all their own inherent bias, so it's yeah, it's deeply depressing. <laughs> it was in a jest. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, <laughs> So, so it comes on again. Then I suppose with with that, so like this authoritarianism stuff. So I think I think first of all, obviously China's on the rise. We know we know that America are absolutely terrified of it and are doing everything fucking possible. Uh, to kind of curtail it because obviously we've always grown up in a world where America has been the superpower and you're obviously realising that the reason you know the UK and the US would never be allies unless we were both democracies and we'd you know we'd we'd have the trade links etc so if and when maybe uh, China like becomes the, the superpower because the strategy that they've gone for is Africa isn't it they've got Africa yeah. basically by the bollocks that yeah, they've yeah. Uh, you know given them the infrastructure and got them these fucking horrific loans and yeah. got in there and it's, you know can't blame them it's a good idea unless so like what's going to be like the biggest effect that we're going to get if america america become sorry if china become the superpower and not america how's that going to affect us negatively do you reckon or will it not it ultimately it's whether our politicians can maneuver to just becoming someone else's bitch because if we do that because that brings me over to the uh we know that the conservatives are bringing in these policies now of power taking it away you know authoritarianistic policies Mm. basically Uh, and that's probably the right question if china for when they get there we gonna change to be an authoritarian society you know is is that a natural journey 
We we already are to an to an extent. I think there's there's stuff there's laws that are passing now or, or they're considering passing now that if they come into force and you know increasingly they are not they're not appropriately mediated by the judiciary we end up with a kind of out and proud fascist nation what we've got at the moment is a significant number of the voting public are looking at what the conservative party are doing and hoping that it's imploding hoping that this these bits of extreme legislation are a symptom of a party in freefall and i i can't call it either way they could be in free fall we might see in a month's time the election that just ends the conservative party because there's so many fucking council seats that just swing over to labor um by default because you know what's his face Keir Slam has done enough to convince middle england that he hates the blacks just as much as the conservatives do <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's that or, or, I mean, even if even if that doesn't happen, even if like they carry on doing it, like it feels like we're headed towards a party being in power where they can openly say really, really extreme things and be okay with it and not have to kind of qualify it because all the all time, free speech. Yeah, well, when the Nazis when the Nazis were in full throw. Like as in, you know, 1939 onwards, that openly declared war. There was no more like, you know, there was open talks about eugenics. There was open talks about Jews being inferior. That was like legit, you know, full on Nazism. Whereas for the previous like 10, 20 years, there were rumblings. There were, you know, changes in legislation. There were changes in sort of, you know, free speech. There were, you know, there were they you know i they came for the jews and i didn't stand up because i wasn't a jew they came for the gays and i didn't stand up because i wasn't gay etc cetera, etc cetera. i i fear well, that because it isn't me who yeah cares. exactly 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 and so what we're seeing at the moment i feel is like the preceding 5 10 15 20 years before it's just out and out you know full on fascism and I think that what well what's going to be really interesting is the impact of climate change because they're talking recently scientists are talking about how there's a paper reports recently in the last few days how the um, the melting of the polar ice caps is accelerating far faster the change in the climate is far faster there than anywhere else and there's potentially going to really fuck up the Gulf Stream. And so I sort of feel that within the next five, 10 years, we're going to see really big climate impacts. And when really big climate impacts come along, there's going to be mass crop failure and then there'll be mass refugees. And then you'll have societies that are flooded with refugees far greater than they are now. And so you get, you know, people electing politicians that will say, hey, we can deal with this. We are literally going to put the military at our borders and we will shoot them if they cross the line. And and that's that's the kind of people, you know, this is this feels like a skirmish for that future. And yeah, it's fucking terrifying, isn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all very believable as well. And yeah, yeah. Because it's not gonna get any better, is it? At the end of the no, day. Really and you're not. always gonna get the uh, we're having, as I say, this creep towards authoritarianism, populism, etc. Exactly, et and 
you're always going to get a politician that comes up and says, yeah, they'll do anything, they'll say anything to him to get into that seat. And there's well, plenty. Especially, especially we're if still they can get the point of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We've still got, you know, uh, we're gammon rich society still. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. It's, you know, so it's, uh, it's, fucking, fuck. it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But, I mean, the, the only sort of vague bit of hope that I get is that there's a small group of townspeople slash villagers in a small town south wales coast who heard that there was a group called patriotic alliance no patriotic alternative they're coming to their uh coming to their town to protest against the planned resettlement of ukrainian refugees by the uk government in that particular town they're going to put all a load of them up in a local hotel and patriotic alternative were going to come along and really canvas local opinion and say, look, do we really want this in our backyard? You know, this isn't right. And the local Welsh people's reaction to this was to bake a load of Welsh cakes. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bit of thing on that. Yeah. Oh, it's just fucking, that's exactly, when it comes to like, you know, if someone puts a gun in your hand and says, right, we need to, you know, we need to deal with this. We we can't, you know, we need to take back control. Bake them a Welsh cake. Like, mm. that's the only solution anyone needs. The final solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the final solution. <laughs> what do we want? We want currants, so we want them now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You, get, uh, you get a grasp on it, those stories. But it's the dehum- dehumanisation of them, isn't it? Like, I hear, like, my close friends who talk about, these, the, these, the, these are, these are you, you and me, you know? Yeah. I was just like, I, I was over there and... Um, Basically, locally, right? I walked the same through Holyhead today, locally in Stangemi. The bustling places that are still going just about in these town centres are like some cafes, takeaways, barbers. Who runs them? Black people? Or Asians? <laughs> Im- 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 immigrants, basically, <laughs> run them. How dare they come over here? <laughs> rescue our high streets start <laughs> people paying their tax how dare they do this you know what i mean so like the evidence is right there in front of you these people want to come here and make a fucking better life for themselves <laughs> you know what i mean what, 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 we won't what fucking got? let it we we just want yeah, we want we pie and chips we don't want fucking fucking have you had their, some of their food and it smells as well have you smelt it <laughs> It's fucking, it's gross, it's disgusting. I can't be dealing with that. <laughs> Probably those conversations going on in pubs at the moment in High Wycombe. Oh, it's, it's bizarre. Oh, this, is all, this is all very bleak. This is all very bleak. Um, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't really know how to kind of like try and wrap it up on a, on a kind of a positive note, <laughs> really. Um, we'll be dead at some point. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think it was like look at look at our you know, there, that's always that. Look at our age now. So we're thirty, you know, me mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, we're both mid thirties. So but no, we're approaching halfway. If it might be there already, might be past. We don't know. <laughs> so I know that we there's still this fifty percent above us that obviously need to die. <laughs> but I always have this belief that once we get to their age and then the youngsters come up, that they're actually going to reject these policies. Mm. Is, does that hold any water? And is the future brighter because the political parties will align themselves with what the larger um, kind of the 
you know the the people who won't want. I think I think there's there's pockets of hope. There's definitely pockets of hope. Um, <laughs> and and my, my is it a um, pocket of like a a size forty eight waist obese man, or is it like a baby <laughs> kangaroo's pocket? Well, okay. So my my headmaster, who is the father of uh, one of the best Welsh. Uh, rugby players that this gen, well, previous generations have seen, um, told us he used to like to stand up in assembly and tell us these parables or tell us these stories, and he told us this story about this daisy, the dandelion, um, that was kind of he he saw in the corner of like a, a yard. The whole yard was tarmacked, and yet somehow this little daisy, um, this dandelion, was like creeping up in a crack. And just able to still flower and you know grow despite the oppression of the tarmac, and I think the fact that we still have pockets of hope, whether they're the size of size forty eight pants of an obese man or whether they're kangaroo pockets of babies, then like either way they are still pockets and they exist, and I think that that is cause for optimism in, in and of itself, and whether you know whether we go down the darkest path that I've envisaged in my bleak you know, imagination. Your monologue earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If things get that bad and we've still got people who are willing to love and to fight for that, then, you know, we're, we're in a, you know, we're, things that when we can't give up. And even if it doesn't get that bad and we genuinely do have some kind of dem- democratic hope of turning the tide of, of fear and hate, then that's also cause for hope. So, I mean, I although I kind of, you know, I come on here and I say, oh, yeah, things are shit, things are shit. Every day that I wake up, I'm not, you know, sitting here slitting my wrists. I'm doing stuff so that at some point I can contribute, I can help, and I can actually try and change or, or cause some of this to change because it just feels otherwise, you know, you may as well just stay in bed most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the thing you got to fight against. So you got to have the fucking hope, down. Yeah, got to have a bit of it, hope. <laughs> Do you have an additional final thought? Because that sounded final thoughty to me. It did sound final thoughty. I think I think my final thought really is that um, we're in a particularly dark bit of history, and you know it, it almost feels like we're living out some kind of dark Hollywood film. But you know, love love will always win. All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> Hear the music, please. <laughs> <laughs>